Hello, everybody. Welcome to podcast number two of Lev Moments. I'm so excited that you are with us. I have a special guest today. Her name is Shirona, and we have met here in Portland, Oregon, but it seems like our souls have made an uh, introduction a long, long time ago. So welcome, Shirona. Hi. Hi. It is so wonderful to have you here with us. Wonderful to be here too, with you, Doris. <laughs> wonderful. So, Shirona, let's tell our audience, how did we meet? Because part of my podcast is about relationships. So I want you to know how I met this amazing lady. Well, we met randomly at, at a restaurant, and I noticed somebody who was obviously Israeli, very high energy, very attractive, and I looked over and I said, hmm, who is, who is this woman? And I, and I just knew we were, we were meant to meet. We just exchanged a few words, but it didn't quite happen at that time. It happened a year and a half later in the supermarket. Isn't it funny how we met at the supermarket by the produce section? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, hi, Doris. Hi, Sharona. And it clicked from that point on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, our heart seems like knew each other from a very long time ago. Yeah. Yeah? Let's talk about our hearts. Because I, you have a beautiful necklace that has two hearts... Um, blending with each other, and there is a Star of David in the middle of it. Um, Shirona is a, is a musician among many of her talents. She just wrote a CD, I mean, not just, she actually produced a CD a long time ago with, uh, with her music, which is the beginning and an opening on, of this podcast. So you're welcome to listen to it and Google her. Her name is Shirona. And I want her to explain about her CD and the process of becoming a musician, but also about the spirituality within the CD that she has uh, um, created. Mm. Well, when I started getting interested in, in Jewish spirituality and liturgy, um, I was especially interested in the, com in the relationship between music and the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And if you go to synagogue and you, you hear songs, the music doesn't necessarily elevate the beauty of the text. And mm -hmm. so I, my goal was to take a text and have music illustrate it and, and help it ascend. I don't know how you else know to what? explain it. I think it's beautiful because when I listen to your CDs, that's exactly where it takes me. This beautiful, I mean, I, I invite you, my dear guests, to listen to uh, my dear listeners, <laughs> to really to listen to Shirona's many different uh, kind of CDs and song music. I'm sure you can find it on Amazon, on, you, on, on iTunes. Uh, please do. So tell us about the hearts. Well, the, this is a special uh, Jewish star where the two triangles that comprise the Jewish star extend into hearts. So in fact, you have two hearts that interlock with each other, a little bit like the Celtic knot, where, mm -hmm. you, see, where you see like the weaving in and out. Mm -hmm. And so basically what you have is a, is a very loving Jewish star. So tell about the, the two triangles coming up and down. The symbolism of the Jewish star is actually quite profound. You have the bottom triangle, which represents the earth ascending towards the heavens, and the upper triangle is the heavens coming down into the real world. And that's the unity between heaven and earth is really at the essence of Judaism. Beautiful. Yeah. So, to, so you know, why did you think of the heart uh, concept? What, what about, because, you know, I wrote my book, and it's called Moments of the Heart. Right. So when I see your heart, and, I, and we did not know each other when I named my book Moments of the Heart, 
somehow our hearts cling together. True. But so tell me, what, what was your moment? The moment was that I always felt that my connection with, with God and with Judaism is very heart-centered. It's not an intellectual mm-hmm. thing. It's something that I really, really do feel in my heart. That's where it lives. Mm-hmm. So it made sense for me to use the hearts mm-hmm. as the cover of my CD. Yeah. yeah and, and, and the expression is very heartfelt. It, mm-hmm. it, it, come, it doesn't come from the mind. It really yeah. does come from, from the heart. You know, we talked earlier about how a heart is really shows the authentic self of a person. Mm-hmm. And, and in my book, when I talked about moments of the heart, the reason I... I came up even with the book was really to elevate my sister's spirit because she was uh, diagnosed with stage three cancer in the fall of 2014. So I wanted to speak from my heart, yeah. you know, because I think being authentic and being true to who you are is showing, showing your inside on your outside. And, and of course, you know, I think about the Hebrew word Panim, mm-hmm. panim, which means face, right? Right. And but it comes from the root bifnim on the inside, which is a very different, uh, I think, way of looking at it than the word face in English, which means which comes from Latin and it means a mask or a facade. A, a facade, very right. good facade right. or or mm-hmm. or a mask. So here we're talking about something that is truly meaningful to us. And so in my book, I talk about the different four relationships, the mm-hmm. relationship with oneself, the relationship with the people, the relationship with God, and the relationship of events that happen to us. Let's talk a little bit about the relationship that we have uh, with, with ourselves. How do you feel you can be your most authentic self, but also true to who you are? And maybe talk about how we gravitate to each other being these authentic people. Yeah. Being authentic, being true to yourself is um, actually, I think Plato said that, mm-hmm. to thine self be true, or maybe it was some yeah. other philosopher. Mm-hmm. But it's really the only thing that we can really do on a regular basis that has meaning mm-hmm. because we can attach ourselves to all kinds of falsehoods, and that would not be our true self. So in order to be true to ourselves, it's, it's an ongoing practice. It's not something that happens one day and then you're done. Every moment you have to check in with yourself, and that is definitely a heart exercise. Mm-hmm. It's not in the mind. You really have to go into yourself and find out what is it that you're feeling? What is your body telling you? Mm-hmm. And to it, know what you, what's truly you. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of the story, I think in the Talmud, that when a person goes, when the days, when our days are numbered on this earth and we're done and we go up and we meet our creator yeah. and he will say, and he'll say, I'm not going to ask you why you weren't Daphne or why you weren't John, I'm going to ask why you weren't you. That's right. Right? Because everyone else has been taken. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. That's right. So, so this is an opportunity for us to be us. Tell us about how um, you have become from a musician. You made this beautiful transition mm-hmm. into being an artist. Um, friends, if, um, if you were just as, as had the gift of coming to Shihona's studio and seeing the beautiful art that she creates, you will just get that feeling of authenticity and originality, but also of heart. Tell us a little bit about your, your, your art. Well, art came first. I've always been attracted to, um, to art and to beauty. And to, for me, beauty is a very elevated uh, idea. It's, it's, it, you don't take it for granted. I, I respond very strongly to beauty, both in music and art. So I've always wanted to be an artist, and I studied art. Music came later. Oh. So music was a hobby. 
And at some point when I got very interested in Judaism and the marriage between these beautiful ancient texts mm -hmm. that we have in the prayer book or, or in the Torah um, and music, that became a very exciting thing, like the unification of beautiful words and a melody that would serve it. Mm -hmm. And that was my inspiration to write liturgical music. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. You know, the, the picture that comes to my mind that you have done, which actually you have gifted me that picture to put in my book, uh, it's the Aleph. Right. So in the alphabet, the first letter of the alphabet in Hebrew is Aleph. And it's a slanted line with two shorter lines coming, stemming from that slanted line. And, and that Aleph is was so unique to me because what Aleph symbolized for me is the uniqueness of a person. And you just made it almost like a three-dimensional picture coming through, which to me um, really emphasized how each and every person on this earth is unique in their own way. And instead of being what we talked somebody else, <laughs> let's be true to the, to the Aleph in us. And Aleph, by the way, means also champion. So when you are an Aleph and you truly live your Aleph, you are a champion on your own cause. Right, you're your own alpha person. Oh, that's right, your own alpha. So I, I think it's just beautiful. Now I want to talk to you about, uh, about our relationship, the relationship between people. Mm -hmm. What do you think is really the, the determining factor of people being attracted to another, or to you, to you? What do you think is, how do you choose your friends, I guess? Mm -hmm. How do you choose your friends to, and you say, this one I'm keeping. Like, how did we know when we met in the, on the grocery aisles by the produce section that we should be friends? It, it's like in music, you have harmony. When you have two notes that actually sound really good together. Mm -hmm. Because you can have notes that are very close that don't sound good together. It, it's, not, it's not a rational thing. It's something that you really do feel in your heart. Mm -hmm. if, if another person's energy resonates with your own energy it feels good and you just know it feels good it's it's not a head trip yeah it's not it's not it's not a calculated thing you yeah. just feel it and, and then you go with it <laughs> yeah and you know what for me it was so special because uh, for my 53rd birthday I had a mini service at my house and um Shirona came and she was my newest friends to join this group of people of about 20 other people and it was such an uplift to have you, not only that you sang with us and you knew, but you added with your energy and with your spirit. And I loved it. So I want to I honestly thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you enjoy that service? I love that service. Tell me why. Tell me why. Because it was, it was very authentic. It was, uh, you know, done at home. Uh, we had a real Torah. Doris did a fantastic job just inspiring, setting the tone, giving people little tasks to do. Um, everybody felt connected. It was a really, really cool service. Very unlike what you'll see in a synagogue because yeah. it was at home. Yeah. Do you know, want to know something? So I told a friend of mine yesterday what, what I did. And this friend of mine just turned 60 years old. Mm -hmm. And she actually did not celebrate her birthday because she was on a plane to go bury her mother. Oy. I know. Sad, very sad story. So when she heard that I did that, and now she's back in the States... And she said to me, you know, I need something like this. So, so we, have, uh, we have created something for her, and I'm going to do it that, later on. That could be a in thing. In another month. It could be, <laughs> it could be a thing, Doris. Your birthday home service, your car service. 
I don't know. I don't know about that. But but it was so special to create something unique for her. Yeah. Right. Like it, a cool it's, idea. it's a cool idea, isn't it? You know. So okay. So the third relationship that I want to talk, and then we will wrap it up, is the is the relationship with the with God. Mm-hmm. Some of us call it the Creator. Some of us call it God. Some of us call it nature. What? How would you define your relationship with God? Um, and, and because you have a much, you have a beautiful path that you have traveled right. from a, from being completely secular and non-observant to, so, so share your story. Uh, how far back do you want me to go? <laughs> well, we, don't, we don't have a lot of time, but uh, my relationship with, with God is a, is a very loving one. Uh, um, it, it, it has to do, it's gratitude. It's knowing I feel loved by God. I feel it, even if my life is really hard, and it has been at times. Um, it's a hard connection. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Um, I have conversations with God. I, I realize that the Jewish service, for example, mm-hmm. is full of those connections. You can connect in so many ways. But deep down, every person ought to feel it inside themselves mm-hmm. to, to, for it to be meaningful. And mm-hmm. we just have to open. There's a beautiful line in Ashrei. Should I say it in Hebrew? Yeah, please. Which means that God is close to those who call upon him in truth. So if you open your heart and you say, okay, God, I'm here, give me a sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll, something will come back at you. I mm-hmm. guarantee that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the ashray. I mean, yeah. I love the ashray. There's a, my, my, my most um, favorite line, I mean, you know, I love all the ashray, yeah, yeah. but when we say, yeah. right? Yeah. Open your hand and we will satisfy every living thing. Mm-hmm. And the idea of God opening their hand. So if you, Listeners, just open your hand for a second and see the feeling in just opening the palm of your hands. And the tradition says that if you say this ashray is being said twice a day. Right, so when we that. say it twice a day and we actually physically open our hand, uh, the tradition says that if we do that, our place in the world to come is promised. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yes. Yes. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. <laughs> easy way. Easy way in. Yeah. Okay. So when I say, I taught my husband, I taught my children, open your hands and really focus on the idea of opening your hands. Because when you open your hands, you give. Right. You give. That's true. When you close your hands... You keep it, right. but when you open, it's a, it's a natural giving. Yeah. So when I say, mm-hmm. I open my hands. Right. And that's to that's me, is beautiful be- thing. isn't it a beautiful thing? Big, beautiful thing. Well, Shirona, my darling, <laughs> it is a pleasure <laughs> is a to pleasure be with you. And maybe we'll have you again. And okay. thank you for coming and being a, a guest on my show. Your thank you and lovingly and gladly, I will do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, everybody. Let's catch on next time and make this day the best day it can be for you.